0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Inside the Labyrinth Podcast. Season 5, Episode 5. I'm really pumped for this episode because it was myself and Jay's first episode filmed in person with our guests. Before I introduce this episode, I want to give a quick shout-out to our sponsors. Both sponsors' companies are owned by first responders, so let's give back to first responders who give back to us. Visit www.nomatterwhatapparel.com and use the code inside the lab in all caps for 10% off your total purchase. Visit www.valorsupplements.net and use the code RFR10 in caps for 10% off your total purchase. Thank you again to Valor Supplements and No Matter What Apparel. In this episode, myself and Jay had the honor and opportunity to speak with P.O. Mike, also known as No Donuts Here. We entered Mike's journey. In the labyrinth. And we talked about. What is life like. Before he became a cop. Why he became a cop. And how his life is today. This episode is full of knowledge. Experience. Laughs. And some. Really tough. Experiences that Mike had to go through. To really get to why. And what. He does today. I really hope you guys enjoy this episode. This was definitely one of my favorite episodes. Please like comment share and always give us any feedback that you guys have once again thanks for listening and tuning in and enjoy the episode
1: back to the inside 11 podcast powered by reps for responders oh man i'm kind of psyched for this one just because it's our first in-person um podcast normally frankie and i do this um via zoom so we called in the we called in the big guns today you know we called in a big favor frankie made it happen so uh, i'm gonna bounce it over to frankie frankie what's up kid
2: wow this is ill this is jay just told you guys basically what's going on our first uh episode live uh, really cool stuff. Welcome back to Inside the Labyrinth Podcast. Season 5, Episode 5. Last episode we had Officer Dylan from One Less Org, so make sure you guys check that out. Um, today is Super Bowl Sunday, so if you guys know, or you guys will know when you hear this, the weather was terrible. So I gotta give props to my man Jay. Hey, and, made my it man, made it and our guest over here to uh, come and make it happen. So, I'm very excited for today. Let's, uh, let's get after it. So, I want to introduce our guest for Season 5, Episode 5, Mike Cunahan, also known as No Donuts Here, the one and only. Mike, what's going on, bro? Thanks for coming by, and how are you doing today right now? Where your feet are. What's going on, guys?
3: I feel honored you guys have me as the first live guest on the show, man. I appreciate it. Uh, it's an honor to be here.
1: Yeah, man, thanks for coming out, bro. I appreciate you, especially in this fucking inclement weather. Oh, man. Um, You know, thanks for coming down. Uh, We appreciate you being here, bro.
3: Yeah, there's some some snow coming down, that's for
1: sure. Just a little bit. (laughs) All right, let's go. So let's get after it, Mike. We're going to hop right into your
2: labyrinth, and we're going to go back to Mike in high school. So how was Mike in high school? Were you into lifting then, sports? Break us down. What what was going on with Mike then? Mike was an awkward little kid who... uh, (laughs) Who found a groove in
3: the gym, uh, pretty much in middle school, and uh, actually in gym class? And um, dude, I'll never forget it. Mr. Vitolo, gym class brought us into the into the little gym we had in our middle uh, middle school, and uh, you know we did like some shoulder press machines and some some little stuff we just did. And I woke up the next day and I was like, "Holy shit, I can't move," <laughs> but I love it. And I was like, "I hope we go back and do it again." And we ended up it became like a little ritual between us, and we went back there and we did our thing. My buddy talks me into joining um the football team in high school
1: okay you went to uh, lakeland, lakeland right lakeland. okay lakeland cool. high school
3: yeah. in new york yeah and um yeah my buddy talked me into going into, into uh the football team ended up training that summer from eighth into ninth grade and i was like i was hooked bro i was like mom dad i need a weight set for the basement that's it and i would stay every single day every single day i would stay late i would walk across the street after school and i would go get pizza and i'd walk back and i'd lift for an hour and a half every single day And I would take the late bus home, go do my homework, and do it again the next day, every single day. And it just became a routine. It was me and, like, two or three other guys, and we crushed it every single day. It was
1: a blast. That's it, man, creating that routine super early. I mean, my first gym was the PAL, really, if you think about it. It was, like, a few of us. um, I think it it was, like, a dollar for the year. So, like, Mm there was a handful of us that just paid that dollar, and then we used to just get after it. And it's crazy because, like, when you're young, you have no idea what the hell you're doing. No. You just fall in love with the process anyway. and there was no
3: internet then either, yeah. It was yeah. like, Oh, let me get see what's in this you know, Flex magazine. magazine. That's right. It, yes.
2: That's like yeah. a, the old when we talk about when we had some bodybuilders on the show like John Meadows and people were yeah, like John's a great guy. Who'd you guys you know the old school Arnold magazines and yep. all that stuff we talk about. There was no YouTube and how no, to work out
1: no, Dude, ADS, I had a stack. I had a
2: stack of like Iron Man Flex magazine in my room,
3: and I was like, "Oh, what's, you know, what's like, you know, Dorian Yates doing or what's Lee Priest doing?" Yeah, I be like, "Oh man!" And then once once the internet came out, dude, it was fucking over. Yeah. Sorry, I don't know if allowing. No, am you curse. can cuss as much but, as you want.
1: We're grown men here. We're dude,
3: good. I would watch Ronnie Coleman, Jay Cutler yeah, every buddy. single day, bro. I would watch the Cost of DVD. And yeah, I would man. just get fired up to go train, and I would just go kill it in the gym.
1: It's like it, it, like bring bringing back, like, those old-school vibes. I, like, I, I miss that portion of it, like, picking up the mags or, like, DVDs. Like, mm-hmm. they don't even exist anymore. Everything is, like, that, screaming now. Everything's like, online. That was, like, our fucking encyclopedia. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how we pretty much learned how to yeah. lift. And, well, yeah,
3: everybody had the Arnold encyclopedia, too, yeah, man. Yeah, I was, I was like push-pull.
1: You know what I mean? Yep. Like, um, most guys that kind of came up in our era, that's what we were doing, man. So, um, it just it's just interesting to find that that, that common bond yeah. you know what I mean um, what positions you play in high school
3: I played like an outside linebacker defensive end I played some fullback okay so I bounced around a little bit right, both I you look like say fullback oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like yeah. You know?
1: what did you weigh in high school
3: oh dude my sh- I went into high school I was like 165 pounds in my freshman year okay and I, I graduated I was like 190
1: alright yeah I was about the same I was around yeah. like 185 190 when I graduated so I mean I
3: haven't fluctuated that much and you know I graduated like Sixty-seven years ago, and I'm like <laughs> I'm like two twenty right now, two fifteen, two twenty. I'll go up to like two twenty-five, two thirty tops. Okay. Oh, so that's where the
1: weight fluctuates, right? Yeah, there, right? yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, if I really
3: diet down, I'll get down to like two oh five. It's it.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm you know. right now. I'm like two oh eight. My biggest, I'll probably get to like two fifteen. Yeah. Lightest, maybe two hundred. Mm-hmm. And that's the summer because whatever. I'm You know, you gotta be lean, bro. You gotta yeah, look exactly. good on the beach. <laughs> I look on the beach. You know yeah. what I
3: mean? But yeah, dude. High school was. I was an awkward kid, man. And, and the gym was like. An outlet for me to feel like normal you know what i mean and it developed like this almost like an alter ego where i was able to be like me in the gym and i was just quiet everywhere else and stayed to myself but that path created like a whole different life for me you know what i mean i became yeah. like captain of the football team you know when everybody expects like the captain of the football team to be like the life of the party yeah and i was the guy sitting in the corner you know what yeah, I, mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. I was quiet even through college i was quiet
1: <clears throat> where'd you go you went to uh i went pace? to pace yeah okay.
3: Pace University but I got a job I was actually a bartender all through college and I had I to be nice. like I had to be like somebody else that I didn't feel like I was you know what mm-hmm. I mean because I'm like a quiet reserved person and to be a bartender you gotta be like you know you gotta be a social yeah you know man I mean. and it was all like an act kind of you know what I mean yeah and um not that I'm a fake person but you had to be you had to play the part mm-hmm. you didn't get paid you know what I mean and um it kind of broke me out of my shell between uh you know developing <laughs> being sorry being a captain of the football team and then you know going into the football team in college and you know from there it was like into a fraternity into a bartending career or bartending job and it kind of broke me out of my shell and helped me out you know on a personal standpoint you know just being more outgoing and yeah.
1: you know I, I kind of was the same way too i feel like weightlifting, like lifting weights kind of Brought like like you said that alter ego out. Yeah, like I could be a different person in the weight room, and mm-hmm. then that kind of helped me with like my social skills. I was able to kind of jump in different rooms and kind of be a chameleon of sorts, and then mm-hmm. just kind of like you know whatever the energy was in that room, I could kind of change myself to that, and then kind of adjust when I leave. But mm-hmm. um, it really started in the gym for me, man. So like that's why I see the, the the common bond. So my thing was um after after college, right? How long was the was the was the gap? between you, like, college and, like, becoming a cop? um, Like, eight months. Eight months? Uh, yeah. So, were you were, like,
3: probably, like, 22 getting on? I got hired at 22. I turned 23 in the academy. Okay.
1: All right. Yeah, so I was, so, I'm right the same. I was like, yeah. 20, 22 when I got hired.
3: Yeah, so, I mean, I, I bartended through college. I bartended for, you know, a few months. Got into personal training. And then um, the job called me up. They're like, hey, you got to be at Brooklyn College, like, tomorrow. That's right. <laughs> I was, was like, uh, what? Yeah, Brooklyn <laughs> college. I was like, I got to work tomorrow. What do you mean? So I told I told I was working at New York Sports Club as a trainer. I was like, "Hey, uh, I can't come to work tomorrow." Like, I was actually at work when I got the call. I was like, "Yeah, I I'm, I'm done." Like, what do you mean? <laughs> gotta- it's
1: crazy because they tell you like, don't tell your job anything until we give you the call. Yeah. And I think I had to report on a Monday, and they called me. I remember exactly where I was. I was walking into my gym. Uh, it was a small gym I used to go to in Yonkers called Global Fitness. I'm walking in. I'm getting ready to like hit my time card to like clock in, mm-hmm. and I get a call like, hey, you got to be at Brooklyn College Monday morning." You know, notify whoever you got to notify, like let your job know because you're, you're up. And I was like, holy shit. And then it was like baptism by fire. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it was like and it's all like hurry up and wait because mm-hmm. like the whole process. So so for those of you guys who don't know, um, when NYPE does the hiring process, you kind of go through like, you know, you do the JST, you do the the, the psych stuff and then you get, you know, um, an investigator. So, like, my investigator kind of was just like, all right, well, you know, bring me all, like, your driving abstract, your yeah. high school diploma, mm-hmm. you name it, the social security write-up. So, I did all of that, and then, you know, it's just hurry up, give me all of this shit, and wait. Yep. Did you have to do it on a typewriter?
3: Oh, yeah, everything
1: was on a typewriter. Everything was on a typewriter back and then. And I was so like, where like, the hell was I supposed to get a typewriter from? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, Frankie's <laughs> eyes just opened up. Yeah, yeah so back, this, 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 we're dinosaurs, bro. <laughs> so, like, everything was fucking typewriter, bro. So, I had to find a typewriter, mm-hmm. get this shit typed up, and then drop this shit off in Brooklyn. Yep. And then I was like, and then I just got to wait by the phone. They were like, yep, don't take a job, nothing until we get, because you might not get the call. Yeah. And it was funny because I had a bunch of guys that I grew up with that were on this list and they were getting calls. I'm like, damn, get nervous. Mm-hmm. And I heard you can get a call at like midnight on Sunday to be there on Monday morning, 8 o'clock. Oh, yeah. So I'm just waiting. And thank God I got it on a Friday, though, know, and I had a little bit of time to prepare. So um, so you had to go to Brooklyn College, right? Yeah. So, See, my,
3: my situation was different because I took the test like my sophomore year of college. And I they, did the same thing. But bro. they called me, and I was like, oh, "Did you defer?" I'm gonna hope. I was like, "Can I put this thing on hold and finish my finish thing, my bro. school?" And they're like, "Oh yeah, you know if that's what you want to do." And they didn't try to talk me out of it, but they're you know they tried wow. to steer me in the opposite I mean, direction. I did the yeah. same
2: thing. We all three did. Yeah. I got the call. I took it freshman year, sophomore year of college. Got the mm-hmm. call like junior, yeah. senior year, and I was like, "Let me finish my degree." And mm-hmm. that's what happened. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But, yeah. My shit was wow. the same way. I think they told me actually their their whole pitch to me was like, "Listen, kid." Um, this 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 class is going in at forty thousand. The next class is going to be twenty five one. Mm-hmm. You might want to take this shit because I had deferred once before. They were like, "Yeah, we know you deferred, but this might be the class that you might want to jump on." I was like, "Yeah, you know what? I'll
3: take it." Yeah, I was I'll at I nice. was twenty five
1: one class. You were at twenty five one class,
3: <laughs> and I dude, I went from making money, bartending, and personal training, to making six hundred dollars every two weeks. I was like, "What and did you make I that do?" Like a night, yeah, literally.
1: What yeah. Uh, what year did you get on? 07. 07. All right, so so i I got hired july 11th of 2005 so i was on the street um january of 06 and so that second wave came came through bro and i remember like these kids coming in and they just all had fucking pusses on their face yeah like damn i ain't get paid shit and then like we're running around the bronx like this is operation impact yo you got a different time yeah it was a different different time time. (laughs) like you had to work man and, I, like, I don't know if these new kids really get it. You know what I mean? Like, Operation Impact. I know they sell a hat. I forgot what company sells a hat. Yeah. It's like Operation Impact Veteran. Veteran yeah. I got to get one of those, bro. <laughs> I got one. Because, yeah, I got to get one of those, man. Because, I like, for me, being a young cop and going out there and, like, actually having to learn the job like, on the fly. Like, I remember my first night. They gave me a map. They go, here you go, kid. You're on post 5-6. Figure you know, it out. Go figure it the yeah. fuck out.
3: See, we went... We we did, like, legit footposts. It wasn't like, all right, take a car and go, you know, this is your block. No. Yeah, walk out. It was like, no. Mm-hmm. You have this footpost. You walk there. <laughs> yeah, I remember walking. I'm like, how? Yeah. We're walking there? Yeah, Blinding <laughs> in the blind leading the blind. Talking, like, bro. miles. Yeah. And I was going out. I went out with my buddy that I actually went to high school and college with, and he had six months more than me. Okay. So yeah, pretty much, that was my It was the blind feeling. leading the blind. Yeah. I was like, Absolutely. This is crazy. Like,
1: where the fuck are we going? Like, I think we're going over here. And yeah. that's how you guys learn. trial it. and error. taking oh, yeah.
2: Responsibility and mistakes and then doing it together. Yeah. And that's.
1: Uh, you started out wearing the 5-2? Five, 5-2, two? Five, two, yeah. Yeah, so I started out in the 4-6. So mm-hmm. basically. Had yeah, like, right there. Yeah, right the joining there. joining commands. And we'd, we'd always get like spillage. So you'd get uh-huh. like, like a 34 in the 5-2. They run right into the 4-6. Yep. You know what I mean? So like. Um, and then on the opposite side we had the four eight, so you just it was like shit on top mm-hmm. of shit, you know what I'm saying? So um, you had to learn fast, and you had and like minimal mistakes, because mm-hmm. you'd get one of those bosses that'll leave you on the footpost and tell you like, all right kid, your meal's at midnight, mm-hmm. and you can only go 20 steps to the left or 20 steps to the right. <laughs> so you had to like. Learn and, and and minimal mistakes. Yeah, and we had to carry those old like the big escape hoods. The escape hoods, yeah. Escape oh, that hoods. had to be on. Yeah, like
3: roll call check or whatever. Dude, they would we check. had. I'm not gonna name the captain, but he would check. So <laughs> see, see if you had it. Dude, I got. You know a, who I'm talking about?
1: I got a CD one time because I didn't have four bell keepers. Yeah, my man was like, "Oh, uh, you got four bell keepers
3: in the Bronx?" Like, yeah.
1: You'd be in, you'd be in like muster, and then this dude would just walk in, and he'd be like. You just pick a random dude. I remember mm-hmm. you asked somebody who had their like driver's this. license standing straight up no. like this. You said, "Do you have your driver's license?" The kid was like, "No." Was Don't like, want to look down. Bellson. CD, dude, I finished this tattoo
3: sleeve because of that guy. Yeah. So I was like the first or second class that couldn't have, that wasn't supposed to have tattoos. Oh. And this, this little piece, I had like a half sleeve, and it came out like this much. It was yeah. like an inch will come out. If my sleeve rolled up, it was just showed a little bit. This guy rode me. He, he first time he saw me, he's like what's your tax number oh shit i was like why he goes i see your tattoo there he goes are you supposed to have that exposed i was like get the fuck out of
1: here bro I was yeah. like, you
3: serious he's give me your memo book look at my tax number he was like yep,
1: cd i was like well i might as well finish the whole, finish the whole, the whole, thing. whole fucking thing. dude yeah. he wrote
3: me like six cds <laughs> dude, <laughs> over the course of like however many years it was I had, insane
1: i had two scheduled b's and an a before i left to, to, to come where i'm at that's how petty like yeah. that shit was it was stupid it's it, it was different man um so just explain to me like the whole so you got what operation impact right so how would uh-huh. you do that oh man almost a year i want to say i did about the same
3: yeah and then would you you went to then pro, i went to fro yeah i went to patrol we did four to twelve which is a blast which you know that turns what into four to fours or four to nines or yeah. whatever the hell it is yeah and um then i was like all right i, I can't do this anymore <laughs> and i went to uh because dude doing that that four to twelve is cool as a young guy well whatever but it's a slippery slope, man. It's, yeah. you know, if you don't have that, sure that discipline and that self-control, it's a slippery slope. Did you have a steady partner or were you bouncing around? No, nah, I had a steady partner for that whole eight years I was in the 5 2 I worked with the same guy.
1: Oh. Okay, cool. That's dope. Yeah, yeah that's we really actually good. sat next to each other in the academy, too. Oh, that's So, ace. so you got yeah. out with somebody you knew. Yeah. I think that changes the, the dynamic, too, when you're out there with somebody you know. Mm-hmm. You and trust. can trust. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, because we got Like,
3: we got there together. We were like, yeah, you want to work together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? It's like once Impact, like once we got established within Impact, then we started working together. You know, they didn't want us going out completely on our own. You know, we okay. went out with somebody like, you know, with six months or a year more than us for that first couple weeks. Did they have impact
1: conditions in your precinct, too? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. I remember they took, like, like, like the, the bangers. They took, like, the like the, the top of the top. They put them in impact conditions, yeah. and that was, like, the second stretch. Mm-hmm. So I did impact, and then I did, um, they sent me to the U.S. Open, which I thought was pretty was pretty dope. I never I, went there in the Bronx. Oh, it's was great, man. I mean, so much money. I mean, you know, it's rookie rate, but, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, I worked every day for, like, two weeks and then, you know, made some cash. Um, I, I was playing football at the time. You're so probably like, well, I could get used to this, you know. I'm yeah, away from everything. Yeah. It's like, it was dope. And then before they started doing, um, like, the CRC stuff, they used to do Atlas. And they would send me down to Atlas, like, four days a week. So, mm-hmm. I was getting, like, an hour overtime every day to do that. And then, like, um, junior car was, like, prisoner transport. And I don't know if you guys are familiar with prisoner transport oh, in the fucking Bronx, man. but... It is a nightmare, mm. a nightmare. So, like, you'd go, you know, take your bodies down, right? you get to Central Book. It's like, nope, we're all filled up. You got to lodge out. And then they start pointing up. Pre- all right, so you can you can go to uh, the 5 two's Got some cells. Go over there. Uh-huh. And if the 5 two's packed by the time you get there, go to the 4-9. Yeah. So I spent, like, a duration of my, like, patrol time. And then take
3: the females to the 4-3. Yes. Something like that. It was always something. And, and dude, there was no GPS yeah you know no ways no (laughs) No, ways no No, ways no none
1: of that shit (laughs) figure it out and you have to pray that no one was like sick or injured because then Uh, you'd have to take that guy dude or girl Lincoln Barnabas the other opposite sit on it I'll never forget
3: this we had this one guy we locked him up I don't know what we locked him up for thankfully it was our body but we went from central booking to the 4-7 to the 4-3 oh so we go to the 4-3 and this guy he was like a big time blood like he was like the real deal okay (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this guy sneezed in front of the desk the desk sergeant dude it's like 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning now yeah. right Death sergeant's like take him to the hospital he's like what oh, <laughs> he's like man. take him to the hospital
1: yeah cause they don't wanna play that you game bro that, that, yo I, I just remember like getting stuck on like a on a prisoner in the hospital and being there for like like another 6 hours I had a guy who had a broken arm didn't tell us until we got to the desk he was like mm-hmm. I broke my arm He's like hospital we had to sit yep. on him at, at, at lincoln nonetheless and lincoln it's just like a war zone in there oh my god and i'm just, just sitting there lincoln
3: hospitalized yeah. perp in lincoln changed my life yeah. that whole situation we got sent i don't mean to tell like war stories or nothing but this situation changed my life changed set up my whole my whole like position on social media into like why i went in the direction that i did um i won't go too in detail but we had to drop me and my partner had to drop a guy off at lincoln right So we drop him off. We had this lieutenant that fucking hated us. (laughs) This guy was such a jerk. Um, So we dropped this guy off. We're sitting there. We're waiting with him. This guy calls us up. He's like, hey, when are you guys got to come back? When are you going to stay there with the perp? And when are you guys to take the car back? Okay. I was like, oh, man. So we do like rock, paper, scissors to see who's going (laughs) to stay, who's going to go home. I ended up winning. I'm like, yeah, I'm out of (laughs) here. I'm like, sorry, bro. You know, I usually get the shit under the stick. So I get in the car. I go home. And I'm t- driving down the concourse, <clears throat> and I'm taking my time, dude. Hit, hitting every light, nice and slow. <laughs> I get to one eight. Uh, what, what was it? One seven three in the concourse. Okay. And uh, <laughs> I'm I'm at the I'm at like I'm in the middle lane. So the double yellow's right to my right, right to my left. I got somebody to my right, and then there's people in the service road. Yeah. And there's people in other in the other direction too. <laughs> this big black guy starts pounding on this little Dominican dude, and I'm like.
1: Oh, oh man. fuck,
3: dude. I should have took that action. hospital prisoner. Dude, <laughs> I look at him, and he's, like, beating the shit out of him. I'm like, oh, no, this is so bad. And people are looking at me like, hey, you going to do something? Like, I'm in a marked police car. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you going to do something? You have no choice at that <laughs> point. <laughs> they fall in right in front of my car now, and I'm like, this black guy's on top of him. like Crushing him. Pounded him. I'm like, oh, man. I turn the lights on and hit the siren. I'm like, oh, get out of here. <laughs> This guy yeah, he got was up. Locked in. This guy got up, and I was like, "Oh no!" Like this guy was like, so red. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
3: <laughs> he runs to the passenger side of my car, starts punching the fucking window, oh, everything. Shit. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, "Oh man, like, you gotta be fucking kidding me!" And I'm like, 25 years old. Yeah. I didn't think like, "All right, this is gonna be a brawl." Let me put this transmission over the radio before I actually engage mm-hmm. this guy. I'm like, "God!" And I'm pissed off. It's like, I'm end of tour. I'm like, "God damn it!" I get out of the car, I slam the door. By the time I slammed the door and turned around, he was on top of me, punched me in the face. I was like, like, this is not going as planned. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
3: And I'm like, I'm not tall, but this guy was bigger than me. Like tall, like lanky, black dude. (laughs) He's fucking punching me. So I get up, I'm like, I start hitting him with the ass. I didn't even start trying to go like blow for blow with him. Hitting him with the ass. And nothing. Rips his fucking shirt
0: off. You can't fucking hurt me. Oh, yeah.
3: And uh, we're on the double yellow of the Grand Concourse, and there's cars going by as people are videotaping us. Oh he has to be high
2: at his mind, right? He's not feeling anything. Rip nice on the PCP, him, yeah. bro. Yep. Rips his shirt off.
3: <clears throat> and we're going. He's punching me, and I'm hitting him with the ass. <laughs> and I'm trying to, like, all you're thinking of is, like, I have to do this by the book. I can't hit this guy in the head. Yeah. Or, you know, or else somebody's going to get me on video doing this, and I'm I'm going to get in trouble. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm like right. trying to do hit him in the knees and hit him in the arm. and Am I doing here? Yeah. I'm getting the shit kicked out of me. And we end up going to the ground and I end up being able to like overpower them. Okay. And um people are just watching, dude. It's like it's I've like slow before, motion. Bro. You know, you put it over the radio, and I didn't realize I'm in the fucking four six. Wrong, or I say, right? I was on the yeah, five, five two, two division. Right? Yeah. yeah, five two I'm six, Like one yeah. seven three in a concord and they had no fucking idea who mm-hmm. it is, where it is, nothing. So ends up, everybody comes, they figure it out. And Shay was the CL of a 4-4 at the time. Okay. So he was the first one there. He's like, you all right? I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and I only had one cuff on the guy. I had, like, I was on, he, I had him face down, and I was, like, cranking on his arm.
2: I had one cuff on. I was like, help me cuff this
3: guy. <laughs> I was shot, dude.
2: So Shay helped you cuff him?
3: <clears throat> the one or of his guys. Somebody okay. somebody helped me. I don't know who it was. But um, from that point on, I was like, holy shit. And like, dude, this guy went for my gun. Like, yeah, I'm was... thinking as you're fighting with the guy, you're like, Dude, if I shoot this guy, I'm gonna be plastered all over, over everywhere. Right. Yeah. And this is before it got like real bad.
2: Mm-hmm. And it's but, gonna be bad, it's gonna, and you know what it's gonna say? And you know, it's a, this is what it's gonna say is, white police officer- Shoots, shoots unarmed African, black man. Yep, yeah. unarmed African American, unarmed black yeah. man, and then no one sees the other sees yeah. the, sto- the mm-hmm. story of him could have knocked me out unconscious. And for people that never dealt with anyone on PCP, that's that. What Mike just explained is no joke. Like I can picture Mike hitting him with the ass, but he's just still like trying yeah, to take his shirt off, be, and yeah, he is. People become superheroes. It's like the, the, I was just about to say, like the Incredible Hulk. They mm-hmm. don't feel; they're very erratic, and it's and it's a different. Strong. And for any officer knowing this, like um, if you're dealing with an emotional disturbed person, is you have to use those tactics correctly and get more guys there mm-hmm. because they get to you get to a point where they overpower you, and you you think you're strong, but um. That's, that's another level of, yeah. of, 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 being, of being strong. So knowing your situations and always asking if you know what kind of medication they're on too, changes the game too. I'm kind of going in the EDP route, but mm-hmm. knowing what you're dealing with before you just assume it's just another yeah. EDP, you mm-hmm. know what I mean?
3: Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, I had, uh, I had no idea.
2: This is just a random run in
3: like whatever, but. And you
1: had to do that shit on the fly. And so. I was by myself. I yeah, didn't have right. a partner, yeah.
3: you know? So, but dude, it's like, as you're rolling around and he's going for your gun and you're like, Oh. It's like everything stops. It's like everything's slow motion. Mm-hmm. And you're like, you're thinking, if I shoot this guy, what I'm were the holsters
2: put in my, my the mind? And I those holsters. Old, oh, they old 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 the holsters. I don't think I ever yeah,
3: had, yeah, a, I had a Safari, safari Land yet. yet. Dude, yeah. all you had to do was karate chop it and rip it right, rip it right out. Right
1: out, yeah. So when you got on, you had the Safari Land, right? Yeah, the one with the hood. And then you, yeah, you thumb down and yeah, then push
2: nah. up and come out. No, nah. I didn't have that one, yeah. They
1: changed it after that bodega call in the 5 2. Yep. Where that dude got shot and went for the guy's gun and then. It went left real quick. Yep. So they changed they went to the Safari land. So yeah. he and I old school had to just break, come right up, and mm-hmm. that's it. That, just, and that's how simple it is. And it's just like he has, you know, Mike had the wherewithal to be like, all right, well, I can't let this guy get to my gun. So it's what you know, at that point his gloves off. Yeah, you know what I'm but saying? But then like,
3: dude, it's weapon retention with your right hand, yeah, then you're fighting a guy fighting, that's high with PCP. Yeah, not you're feeling anything.
1: <laughs> I you watched a guy one time rip a cast iron radiator off of a fucking wall. High on PCP. Yeah. And this thing's bone, It's hot. Right. He, did, his the movie. Hands were burnt, Comic bro. book. Fuck My book. man pulled the shit off the off mm-hmm. and He wasn't a big guy. Maybe like 170 pounds. I believe it. Just just geeked up. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So, like, I just want people to put that into perspective. Like, these, these guys feel nothing. I mean, pain is not a thing to them. At all. At all. Dude, they don't feel anything. So but, this incident is what birthed the movement, or?
3: Yeah, dude. And, like, I dude, I, at the time, I was on social media. I was just doing dumb shit, like, posting pictures of my dog and stuff. And yeah. like Were
2: some, you still no donuts there? No donuts here, No, there? I don't know. I don't remember what my name
1: was. So <laughs> my Coonahan <name>. Woman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. Mikey Dunge. <laughs>
3: dude, it, was, it opened up, like, I was like, if this was somebody else that didn't, didn't train or didn't, you know, work out or didn't have some kind of physical ability this guy probably would have killed him, like legit killed him, took his gun and killed her, or her gun and killed him. Yeah, 1,000%. And that kind of like is what started the whole no Donuts here thing. Not the name, but like the principle of what actually started on my social media. Like I want want people to have a reason for training. I want Mm -hmm. them to realize that this is real shit. Like you could really get hurt, you can get killed, or you could ruin your life because if somebody was less capable and they felt like their only option was to shoot this dude, Like, dude, you're going to jail for shooting
1: an unarmed guy. Yeah.
3: You know? Or if you don't go to jail, your life's going to be ruined, you know? Yeah.
1: And that's the reality. It's never the same after an incident like that. So, I mean, I just want people to understand that, too. I don't think people get that side of it because I know guys that have been involved in shootings. And um, it wears on the guy a lot. You know, Mm -hmm. like, a lot of guys end up, you know, obviously you get modified. There's an investigation. And then, you know, they go through the steps. But then there's, there's some guys who, like, can't come back to work. Yep. They go out three quarters. Or something, you know what I mean? Or they go on a disability, whatever the case. They may transfer be.
2: you somewhere else, right? Just because. Oh yeah. The they somewhere yeah. else. And then, and then if your eggs like too long, too it long, makes, it makes you feel more like ashamed of like even yeah. if it's a good shooting. What did I do wrong? Yeah. And why would I want to go
1: through this again? Mm-hmm. Yeah, immediately. I mean, like you had to think about the, the the psychology of the cop that just did that. All he's trying to do is yeah. just make it home or whatever, right? And then now, immediately, like all right, you get your gun and shield taken, and like there's an investigation. And it's like, well, I was just doing my job. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I was just so, trying to go home. Yeah, that's it, that's the end of the day. Literally, that's what, literally. That's what yeah. I was trying literally. to do.
3: Like, I wanted no part of that, yeah. you know? It, it literally poured out in front of me. And I was like, oh,
1: man, damn. And I can't even tell you how many times, like, you have to, like, drive somewhere and, and have blinders. Like, as as much as we, you know, like he said, he's, you know, end the tour, right? He's just trying to make it back to the command. And he's literally just driving down the cop doing <laughs> this. Just looking forward, man. And then something like that happens. I had a situation one time where, like, it was my day five. I was going on vacation. I was like, listen, dude, I'm going out tonight. I'm not going to get into anything. Mm -hmm. So I literally just, like, I wrote a couple of Parkers, whatever have you. And then I did a vertical. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to sit on this roof. There's about an hour left. And then I'm going to walk down. And I'm going to go back to the command. And what happens? Someone comes on the roof. Someone comes on the roof. (laughs) One kid has a gun. Another kid has, like, some coke. I think they just picked it up. And you're solo? no, I was with my partner, and I'm like, "Fuck!" I'm like, all I wanted to do was just finish out my day five and go on my mm-hmm. vacation, and it just falls in your lap sometimes, yep. man. Yep. You know, we're not out here looking for it. Sometimes it's just bloop right there, and then you know, you got to deal with it at that point. You know, it is what it is. But, yeah. Um, but back to the so so that started the 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 whole like all right let's let's promote fitness let's let's yeah, promote
3: that's when I started pushing the whole like health and fitness and really taking care of yourself. Because you could avoid certain situations just, I mean, dude, even just by professional appearance, right? You get Absolutely. out of the car, and you're, and you're squared away, away. You know, you look the part. People are going to look at you twice and be like, Ugh, I don't want to yeah. fuck with this guy. They'll think you twice. Know? I mean, away. and dude, I'm, I'm not a big guy. But I've, I've pulled up to jobs where a guy will have a completely situ- different, you know, different attitude with two other cops. And me and my partner got out of the car, and he just calmed down. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: You know, I don't know if it's just because there's two other cops there or because it's our, our appearance or
1: whatever, but... Without no, it to that change. appearance does play a role. You pull up, like I said, you're squared away. And when I mean squared away, like your shit's tucked. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like your, your uniform fits you because obviously there's guys out there who look atrocious in uniforms. I, you know, I'm not going to get into that. But like there's guys who walk around and don't take any pride in their appearance. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? I'm not saying you got to have your... Your boots shining, nothing like that. But at least if you have a uniform, make, like make sure the shit fits you, is not right. spilling over anywhere, mm-hmm. and that does play a role because the guy who's thinking about doing something is gonna go for the guy who looks like a schlep. I'm gonna tell you that right now. Yep. If, if two if two guys pull up looking squared away, that guy's gonna think twice, and you know, he might be like, "All right, I could take this dude, but now nah, these two monsters just came. Hey, mm-hmm. All right, I'm gonna chill out." Let me, let me, let me, the fall intimidation back my, factor with yeah, yeah, exactly. the say troopers
2: that coming up with the boots, yeah. the, the hat and yeah. all that. Stacks it's a fact. Here, it's definitely a fact. It goes a long way, man. Yeah.
3: So,
1: so when did it like, so when did like the social media traction pick up for you?
3: So it's funny, man. So we did a sector in the Bronx for eight years, mm-hmm. right? Every once in a while we'd get sent to Manhattan for the CRV stuff. Okay. So it's like a counterterrorism initiative where you just, it's like an omnipresence thing we would do in the city and they would take a car from every command and yeah, I used to do send that, them yeah, into the city. Yeah. Down there. Um, so this one day we get we get uh, Fox News, and this dude comes out smoking a cigarette. He must have smoked two packs of cigarettes that day. <clears throat> he comes outside. Finally, one time he comes up. He's like, hey, man, I got to ask you a question. I work for this news agency upstairs. It's a bunch of different stuff in this building in Fox. He goes, I work for this news agency. I want to do an article on you. I was like, no, nah, man. I was like, nope. I was like, you're going to get me in trouble. Yeah. I don't want any part of it. No, thank you. Thank you, but no, thank you. He's like, oh, come on, man. Come on. He's like, what's your name? He's like, he looks at my name. He's like, oh, right. he's like, you know, how long you been a cop? What have you been doing? Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Interviewing. trying to get yeah, shit. Like, he interviewed me without <laughs> yeah. fucking interviewing me. Yeah. yeah. So uh I'm, i blew him off. Like I entertained him for a little while and I was like, all right, man, I gotta go. We, you know, we gotta get out of here. A couple days later, I get a fucking DM on Instagram. This dude looked me up. He's like, hey, I hope you don't mind. He goes, I ran the article. I looked you up by your last name. He's like, I ran the article. It's on news.com, like Australia oh. or something like that. And it's got like however many thousands oh, of can't. fucking shares on Facebook. And I was like, oh, no. Mm. I was like, I'm getting in trouble. I was like, this is it. My career is over. And it just, <clears throat> it opened up two different pathways for me. Like outside the outside the job, it opened up. It like propelled yeah. me as a person. And then it just opened up a whole different line of shit with the job. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It was a slippery slope. You know, I've been, from that point on, I've been drug tested like 12 times, you know? It happens, bro. And yeah, uh, bro. I was down there on like a weekly or monthly basis at one point. Yeah. You know, yeah. It was
1: retarded. Oh, shit.
3: So, it is what it is, bro. But uh, I
1: remember the first time I kind of came across your page, you were doing push-ups. With yeah. some kid. And I was like, oh, that yeah, shit's yeah, kind of yeah. dope. Like, you're in the community doing push-ups. And like, mm-hmm. that's how like I first came across yep. you. And I was like, oh, that shit's dope, man! Like,
3: yeah, I remember like, exactly where that was. Like, yeah, that was cool. Yeah, so it was like
1: some kid, and like they, mm-hmm. they're just banging out push pushups. Yep. And I was like, all right, man! Like, I don't know what this kid is, but it's dope because it's like you need that type of. Um, I feel like they show a lot of the negative side, right? That's always. all they show. That's always. all they show. So yeah. it's good to see like a little glimmer of somebody in the community, right? He's mm-hmm. doing push-ups with somebody who doesn't look like him. You yeah. know what I mean? It shows solidarity. Yeah, when you see things like that, that kind of changes the the dynamic, and then like. That kid's gonna remember you and then like god forbid there's a situation you know what i'm saying mike will pull up that kid will be there and be like all right you know yeah the know- thing
3: is dude that picture was taken before everything Before everything like okay. way before everything gotcha and gotcha. i i ended up posting it later on but it was just now it's like it's cool that people are doing that stuff but now it's like almost like they're trying too. They're hard. trying too hard you know yeah. what I mean? it's not authentic no for the likes, there's no yeah. they're only doing it for attention dude they're only doing it for attention and it's good, like, it's good that, you know, that message is being put out there, that they're interacting with the community and everything. But, dude, be authentic about it, you know, yeah. do it for the right reasons.
1: And also, too, like, uh, like you were saying, like, it went two ways, right? So outside of the job, it propelled you, right? But then mm-hmm. inside the job. And and for you for you guys that don't know, for, for the first responders who, 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 for the people who aren't first responders that listen to this show, all right, let me explain something to you, right? <laughs> if you have a certain kind of demeanor, right? If you have a life outside of this job, right? You get ostracized for that shit. Yeah, it's it's and, frowned upon. <laughs> yeah, it's frowned upon to be like fit and like have a have a life, mm-hmm. you know, like do shit. Maybe a little bit of popularity. People look at it like, oh, you know, who's this guy? I think he is like people don't understand the ball breaking that comes no, with dude. it. You know what I mean? And It like, gets
3: oh, so God. petty, dude. It's I'm
1: it's even ridiculous. even before social media,
3: like before Instagram, Facebook, anything. Dude, I walked around with a gallon of water. Yeah. I had a bag with my food in it every day. And it was like, oh, bro, talk a lunchbox dickhead, like yeah. meathead, and like all this dumb stuff. And you got to take it for, like, where it's coming from. You know what exactly. I mean? Like, who gives exactly. a shit what some of these people say? Yeah. You know what I mean? And I heard this thing, dude. It was like, all right. So say we're all, how old are you?
2: 28.
3: Just say we're all 30, right? <laughs> okay. Just say, for the sake of numbers. We're all 30. We have a kid. Say we all have 10 years on, right? Mm-hmm. So we have a kid tomorrow, right? So the kid... We retire in 10 years, kids, however old, right? High school, say kid has to introduce you to his high school class, right? How's he going to introduce you? Yeah. Oh, here's my dad. He's a cop. Oh, the cop. We saw them, the cops we see on the news. Yeah. The ones that shoot black guys, uh, the ones that have all these negative connotations of you know fat, overweight guys, unhealthy guys. And, um, or is it going to be like all right this is my dad he's a cop you know he retired he runs this business he oh, he does x y and z he helps you know other cops you know whatever the case is in any wh- helps you know with their fitness helps with mental uh, mental health anything just helps other people does yeah. something other than just be a cop right. you know cop isn't it's an honorable job but it holds different connotations now than it did 10 15, 15 20 years, years ago,
1: ago i'm know? glad you brought that up because um... I, I always say that um, people get on this job and they get lost in the job. Mm-hmm. You know Identity crisis. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to separate that. It's hard to separate. And especially for like a young impressionable guy or girl, um, because you get on the job and like you identify being a cop by doing X, Y, and Z. Right. And then if you don't have something to, to fall back on when you go out when you leave the job, right. When you, so when you're outside of this uniform, if you don't have a some kind of positive like routine or, or habit, Right? It can kind of become debilitating in a sense. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because it's like, all right, well, I'm a cop. I'm a cop, cop, top. All right, so what else are you? We have, we wear s- several different hats, right? Where, or either, you know, we're somebody's son, you know, cousin, you know, boyfriend, husband, whatever the case may be, whatever role you play in life. Like you, you have to understand that you're not just one thing, right? And, and if this, and you have to think about it too. Like he's, like Mike was saying, like it's a negative connotation to being a cop now, just for, for several reasons. I don't even want to get into it, but, um, it's great when you have somebody that has a a life outside of the job because it then gives like the guys that are coming up, these young dudes, like I, when I came up, it was just salty dudes walking around and mm-hmm. like, you know, you weren't a cop if you weren't eating like a bacon, egg and cheese with a coffee yeah. and smoking cigarettes. Mm-hmm. So now you see somebody who's walking around, he's got his lunch with him, you know what I'm saying? He's got his gallon of water, he's he's preaching a positive lifestyle and then he has a... Like, a life outside of work? All right. So, this is kind of cool. I can kind of, like, fan out and do other things. And I I think a lot of young cops get on and they get lost in the sauce. And, you know, they forget. And then you you also get jaded, too. Because you're out there not dealing with the best of human Mm -hmm. beings sometimes. And you're seeing... A lot of of the time. Yeah. A lot of traumatic shit. So, it's like, all right, how do you separate the job? Do something positive outside of work. You know what I'm saying? Even if it's
3: not... Like, you don't have to get out and open a business. But... It's important even just for, like, mental – from a mental, mental health aspect. Like, dude, you have to do other stuff outside of work, yeah. you know? Like, dude, I, training is, is huge. Training has always been, like, my outlet to just feel, like – to get, like, recentered mm-hmm. and, re- and refocused. But then there's, like, fishing and hunting. It's just – there's stuff outdoors, hiking, camping. Like, there's so many things you can do, bro. You just have to, like, get away from it. Like, when you're not at work,
1: dude, get the fuck away get from it. Get away work. from it, yeah. You Separate know? the two. I always yeah. say that, man. And that's why I thank Frankie, man. Frankie, we had a friend in common, Lamar. Oliver, and he was like, yo, man, you know, my boy Jay's kind of doing the same thing. He's he kind of has the same mission statement that you have. Um, you should you should hit him up. And then Frankie, on a whim, just mm-hmm. fucking hits me up one day. He's like, listen, man, my boy Lamar put me on to you. And he's like, you know, kind of explains the the, the mission statement of reps for responders. And I was like, all right, cool, man. I'd love to help. Anything mm-hmm. I can do to help. And at the time, I was starting podcasting and, you know, I got somewhat of a following on, on Instagram. And mm-hmm. I was like, hey, let's, let's, let's just do this podcast and get it going. And here we are, you know, our first live one and you know, yeah. we've done some seminars in between and, and we've built this this, this friendship, man. And I and I always get hit up on Instagram. A lot of guys always say that they listen to the podcast and they're grateful for, for what we do. And um it's just like you were saying, like it's giving back in another way. You know what I'm yep. saying? And it's um especially now, uh, with with uh first responders and like law enforcement, like the solidarity needs to be here. We need to have this oh,
3: dude, more now than ever. More now because than it's ever. like people see they only see the negative Negative. stuff that happens i mean dude there's millions and millions of interactions between the cops and the and the public every single day and you'll hear about a fraction of a percentage of those yeah you know what i mean you don't hear any about any of the good stuff and it gets it's gotten to the point where saying that is like redundant and cliche but it's the truth man and it's like you kind of have to break that whole stigma you know yeah so you have to go out there and do positive stuff and Show what you're doing.
1: So speaking of stuff like outside of the job, right? So I see y'all decked out in first form. So like, let's 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 go down that like little first form uh, route. I'm a legionnaire, so I'm not. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm no. I'm no like elite (laughs) athlete like my man. No donuts here, but like, let's talk about how that came about. How that came to fruition.
3: I just spoke about this on another podcast, man, a couple weeks ago, and it's
1: it's such a funny story.
3: Like I was dating this chick who I had no business dating. Like (laughs) what the fuck I was thinking. Like it's somebody that I knew. Like I was dating her, and I'm like. What the fuck am I doing? Mm-hmm. This? Like, We've all been there. There's a lot of baggage, a lot of just negative stuff. But I'm I've become a true believer that like everything happens That's for a reason. reason bro. Yeah. Like everything happens for a reason. It's fucking bizarre. She calls me up one day and I had been taking all the first one products. I I'm follow Andy, I follow Sal, I follow all these guys. I'm like, dude, these guys are fucking awesome. Shooting yeah. guns, hanging out, drinking yeah. beers, and they're all working out. Guys, guys. Work hard, play hard, yes. like we're having a good time she calls me up one day and she was like not big in the fitness industry but she was like fitness chick whatever and she calls me up one day she's like hey my friend so and so started this contest prep company and she's affiliated with First Form okay and I was like no shit I was like that's pretty cool she was like yeah she was like they want to do like a little seminar up here somewhere she was like I think I want to do it at my house and I was like no way I was like who's coming she was like Andy and Sal okay so yeah no way. <laughs> Dude, I, was like, yeah, cool, nice I was like, I'll be there, let me know. Sorry to get a little nervous, fighting on the yeah, phone, Yeah, man. Going- so, um, they, they came, they did their little seminar, and we just, the three of us kind of like just clicked, you know? And That's the was-
2: first time you met them? First time I met them. Okay, yeah. Yeah, and
3: I met them because of this, this chick I was dating. And um, so, okay. we ended up, we do, we we're drinking beers, having a good time, and uh, oh, shit. I took the products and I would hit them up every once in a while just to keep in touch. Ask them, like, hey, man, is this cool if I take this product? Like, whatever. And uh, like six months later, I'm like, hey, I was like, let me be like a, a Legionnaire. It's like a sales rep. And Sal was like, you don't work for us? Oh my
0: gosh. Oh, man. I like you guys. We're
1: cool. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Yeah. yeah.
3: So I became a Legionnaire. That that was like, <laughs> that was like January, <laughs> January, like 2014, 15. Okay. 2015. And then uh, I won the athlete search in October. And, dude, it's just been...
1: Yeah, skyrocketed
3: up. from there. wild ride, man. It's such a... there's such great people, man. Great story. products.
1: Seeing you on the cover
3: of Iron Man and yeah. shit. Yeah. Like- dude, well, dude, just knowing those guys. and a lot. Social media gets a lot
2: of bad... A lot of Like a bad rap, you know? That's- there's a lot of dumb shit that goes on on social media. Me get, but- yeah, because people can think they can post... Well, they think they post whatever and say whatever. Yeah. Let's talk about, like, back in the day and not even... People don't know... How it feels to get punched in the mouth? Because today, I no mean, one, I mean, no one would post ever like post. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, remember MySpace itself, yeah. and, and I remember even, my, you know all right, MySpace. All right, meet me at the L. Yeah. You know what I mean? like, take care of business. Uh-huh. You got people fucking trolls from California, like wherever, like I don't know, saying stuff like, Dude, "Who are you?" Like, I got guys in the talking? Middle
1: East talking shit to
2: me. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I always, I always
1: say, man, social media is what you make of it. You know what I'm saying? If you're, yeah. on, if you're on here, I made, I, I met some like. Great people, if somebody positive time. or negative, mm-hmm. how you do it, like it's, how, it's, exactly. how, it's how it's what yeah. you project, man. If you out here trying to be a negative person and like a shitty human being, and that's what you're going to attract, and that's what's going like to your social media is going to be revolving around. Dude, that. It's like so, a I mini mean, dear
3: diary for yeah. a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. yeah, But dude, I grew up, you know, I didn't come from a lot of money. I came from a we very like blue collar family, middle of the road, and um, you know, I was raised to get an education, go to work, hate my fucking job and retire whenever I mean, you're yeah. That's I don't but, mean to dude, laugh, that's, but, a that's smile, a, I mean, but but yeah. that's all I know. Like, yeah. that's all I knew growing up. So social media comes around, and I come across Sal and Andy, and it gives you access and insight into the way these people think. Second. And you're like, holy shit. I don't have to hate my fucking job? Yeah. Like, I, I could actually enjoy my life and be happy and, like, go do th- these mm-hmm. things? Like, dude, we didn't really go on vacation. We would, like... Go, like, take a two-hour ride up to fucking Lake George. We never went on vacation. Yeah. That was it, dude. I'm
1: in the same boat, bro. You know?
3: So, and I, st- I I get, like, I'm in this, this, this position now. I still don't go on vacations. I'm fucking working all the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> but if I wanted to, I could. You could, yeah. You know? And um, it just gives you insights to these other people, man. And they're big on the law of attraction. You know? They're big on vision boards. They're mm-hmm. writing your shit down, seeing mm-hmm. it in print in front of you. seeing a picture of what you want. You know, and working for it. And, you know, don't be an e- egotistical, jaded fucking cop. You know what I mean? How could you help other people? And by helping other people, your life is going to improve.
1: Yep.
3: And I heard that at first and I was like, fuck, dude, what kind of hippie bullshit is this that? Is yeah. the law of attraction? Yeah. Come on, bro. Yeah, you just manifest this shit and it's going to happen. But once, <laughs> dude, that's quiet, a, it once, you, once you put this shit to, to work and you start thinking, like, all right, well, this is how I'm going to start thinking from here on out. Dude, my life changed fucking tenfold. Yeah, you know, and
1: um, I'm glad you mentioned that, bro. Dude, because it's, I think a lot yeah, of people don't believe in that law of attraction and manifesting. Well, dude, think
3: how many cops are out there that are just jaded. They're you know <sighs> they get stuck in the grind. Or ah, fuck, I gotta go to work. We They're work just, in a super is this toxic is how environment, life. bro. It's Not extremely only extremely
1: toxic, dealing with shit on the street, but you come back to the command yeah. and everybody's motherfucker in the uh-huh. place, yep. and they walk around with a shitty attitude. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, how hard is it to kind of come into work one day? Just try one day. And I complain about nothing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, for me, like, during the whole COVID thing, like, a lot of people were out of work. We were working, bro. Yeah. Like, you got to be thankful for that. And there were people motherfucking for getting the place. a fucking paycheck. A paycheck, exactly.
3: And benefits. And benefits. And retirement. <laughs> you know what
1: I mean? Yeah. And people were cussing. Oh, fuck this place. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. You have a job. You know how many people are unemployed, but this is the mentality of what's going yeah. on in the inner workings of this shit. We should be getting hazard pay. <laughs> you're lucky you're getting fucking paid, bro. Yeah, exactly. I said, how could you get hazard pay? You signed up for this. Yeah. You took. You put your hand on that book. raised mm-hmm. your right hand and took an oath. Sorry. No hazard pay, kid. And yeah. this is you know, and this is the mentality hazard that pay. we're around. Hazard and it's pay. Like, it's job security is what <laughs> it is. Hazard That's pay. That's what it is. Exactly. <laughs> you're like we didn't take this job to become millionaires, right? We took it. It's right. a secure job. You get a paycheck every two weeks. They still got a limited sick for you guys, right? Yeah. Limited sick, man. Yeah. Limited sick, but you know, but I got a pension and benefits, and I leave in twenty, mm-hmm. right? And that's why I took the job, bro. Yep. Like it's an honorable 25, job. Twenty-five for me, 25 yeah. For oh yeah. yeah dude. Tier two gangsters right here, bro. <laughs> yeah, man, three point so, <sighs>
0: five.
1: Ooh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, so we don't got to worry about that. But yeah, we took the job for those reasons. We didn't really take it to like no one. No one's gonna become a millionaire doing mm-hmm. this. You know what I mean? It's just. You know, you remember why you took the job. You take it for the right reasons. You do your time and you and leave. It. And, you know, hopefully you build some kind of foundation outside of the job where you're second. Because I don't understand how somebody can be a cop for 20 years and then go somewhere else and be another be a cop for another like 10, 15. Right. Like
0: know? Florida or Georgia. or Not somewhere doing it. Up somewhere not like doing that. it.
1: So like setting up the B, the B plan. You know what I'm saying? Like plan B, I'm going to, you know, I'm gonna be, you know, Mike likes to fish. And start setting that day. up now, not yep, two second, years before you're going to yeah, retire. He said he set himself up. So it's you like. You man. Yeah. Like watching guys like him kind of gives you a little bit of hope. It's like, all right, well, you know, what, it doesn't always have to be shitty because the life expectancy of a cop past retirement. What is it like? You say 55 five 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 years? years, bro. Yeah,
2: yeah it's 50, so, dude, 58 if, to 65 years to old. So put that
3: into perspective, right? Most guys get on in their early 20s. Early 50, years, so you're retiring by your early 40s. So you're saying you're going to be fucking dead by 50.
2: 10 yeah. years, not even Pretty much. How and crazy is that? Jay, what do you always say? The wheels, what do you say when I want to say something? What? The wheels are turning? Oh yeah, the wheels are turning. You oh, they've been turning. Yeah, they've been turning for a while. Good. A few things I got to say. Go ahead, bro. First, I got to say, Mike, thanks for being honest no, so far, man. Because right, man. Um, you, you said something that, uh, just kind of the kind of work that I do, like for reps and everything, and just into like the psychology world, is what you said was, growing up, you know, a product of your environment. You were taught, um, I don't know if it's it's to me, and correct me if I'm wrong, like your family and friends saying, this is how it is. You go to work, you come home. That's it. When you met the first form guys, you um, are really kind of said, fuck this. You know, same thing with reps. Like, uh, screw this, like hippie, uh, you know. And, and it's not, not drinking at all. Listen, I can't handle alcohol. Mm-hmm. I'm powerless over it. If I pick up a drink, man, we're going for days. And yeah. this, I can't do it. It's kicking my ass and that's what it's about. It's not cutting out alcohol for Jay or someone. It's about people that their life is, it's not about how much you drink or what you drink. It's what happens to you when you drink. So it's mm-hmm. affecting your job, your relationship, your yeah. life. Your inner peace, you have an issue. And I can never call Mike an alcoholic or Jay. You have to accept it. Step one, mm-hmm. I was powerless over against alcohol and my life has become unmanageable. That's the first step of 12-step recovery. And that's the hardest step to admit, I need help and I'm powerless. Mm -hmm. So when you said though, um, you were like, F this hippie stuff, but then there's a part of you that saw it from a different perspective. Mm -hmm. And that's what I wanna get the listeners to say is that you are meant to grow and not be stuck on the same mindset for the rest of your damn life. So when you're a cop, when you join, and you're a cop at five years, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years. You shouldn't be that cop from when you first joined that five, 10, 15. And Mike is a perfect example of that because he kind of went through his labyrinth and showed all these different things that he went through and he's into. And I got to say, before we talk about the job, the job's not your life. It's a part of your life. Yeah. And it took me the hard way to learn that. I mean, I was in two different police departments and people know my story. Long story short, I came back to the city. You know, a lot of people call me crazy, but you know, it, it, it was... I had to make this decision for myself, but anyway, I learned the very, very hard way. Where, you know, I got to the point where I was, damn, am I and am I going to be? Am I still going to be a cop for when I when I went through and asked for help? But the thing is that if anything ever happened, I know whatever I put my life and work into, I'll be okay. Mm-hmm. The job when it first started happening, like, oh, I'm a cop. Mm-hmm. What, what what am I going to do? I can't do anything else in this world. Now it's like sixth, seventh, eighth on my list. If I'm not a cop, you know, God forbid. All right, it is what it is. I I did a great learning experience. I'm going to figure it out and I know who (laughs) I am and I'm going to do the best I can. And and people need to remember that. Like, this job is, you got to have a positive mindset and you got to take care of yourself because, like I always say, right, Jay, you don't want to, I'm not, I'm not, I accept, I'm not going to be another statistic. I'm done. I'm not going to be another statistic on this job, drinking. You know, I'm not going to, I want to control the things I can control. Yeah. Not Mm -hmm. putting alcohol in my mouth, lifting, being positive, on my free time, go fishing, do whatever. You know, good healthy nutrition. I can control that. Ninety nine percent of it. When we step out of this room, I don't know what's going to happen. I can't control that, but I got to control the things I can control. And I know both of these gentlemen here have the same mindset as that. that but dude, think about all the people you're inspiring and, and that are in a similar situation that aren't talking about it or aren't going to get help or whatever. Haven't gotten. Did, in you know how scared I was, dude. Oh, I, I don't know. I fucking drink my life away. Yeah. That's how bad it was. Cause I was like, but what are like, yeah, it, it guys simple. like Mike and Jay gonna think if I said, oh, I'm going to the farm? You know what I mean? And it wasn't that yeah. bad. It was great. Yeah, I, was with, I was with guys in a room for 14 of us, all <laughs> of the, the same, joking around, yep. laughing, and we got better together. Yeah. I didn't think it was gonna be like that. Yep
3: but dude, that that camaraderie goes a few different ways like there's camaraderie there there's camaraderie in drinking there's camaraderie in training yeah you know what I mean and that's why I started that fit for duty stuff I was as, like right an, it, as like an alter uh, an alternative to going out and, and drinking after work you know what I mean to show that you build that camaraderie through training and you know and right. not only have that camaraderie, Amongst each other, but with community as well. That's why I kind of brought everything together because that event was supposed to be just for cops. Yeah. And then my buddy came on, I brought Mike Trotter on, who helped me out big time. Oh, we're going to get into that too. <laughs> he was like, he was like, yo, why don't you just make this open to fucking everybody? And I was like, that's, that's actually a really good idea. So that's we how had, dude, I we. Formally met him. Yeah. yeah. So we met, I mean, we met at that event, but we had, dude, we had people from all over all the place, all over the place, all yeah. over the place that were, you know, obviously they were partial, they liked cops, but they weren't cops. You know what i mean so they posted about it they all shared it you know and it showed it was on the news it was in the newspaper and it shows that you know cops don't necessarily hold only that stigma that you see on the news yes. the one percent of all the negative stuff that happens there's a lot of positive stuff that happens too
1: that was such a great event man i remember uh, my kid hit me up like like a few days before he's like listen man we're gonna be on roosevelt island you know uh is it, is it cool if you come by and like help me out because you know we're gonna need some hands on deck I us like, absolutely no problem because uh, he works with my cousin carlos so he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, okay, cool. He's like, you know, I work with your cousin. I'm like, yeah, no doubt. I'll come down. So I come down there. And it was a blast, bro. Like, it was probably one of the best times I've had at an event, you know? And it was just, like, super humble event. Like, you know, I didn't think there was going to be that many people out there. I get there's a decent amount of people. But the best part about this shit was the following year. Oh, man. It was, like, the <laughs> hottest day of the summer. Legit, 110 degrees. Yeah, legit. And I'm talking like, about can They shut.
3: They shut down the triathlon. They shut down all the feet, fi- all the turf, oh, wow. all yeah. the turf fields. Like it was so hot, oh, they shut so the, hot, turf yeah. so to, like, the turf fields down. So we had to, like not break in, but we had to like go around a fence and get onto one <laughs> yeah. of the other fields. Like a, I legit had a permit and everything, and they just canceled it without even telling me. And uh, we just made our way onto one of the other soccer fields, and we just did it there. And um, thankfully. The only person to go to the hospital was, was Mike, Mike Trotter. Trotter.
1: <laughs> Yo, I, Yeah, Yo, so I'm running around with Mike during the event, right? And I'm, I'm I'm fucking hot, so I'm drinking water. I'm dumping water on myself. And I, my man had all black on yeah. and black sweats. <laughs> so I'm like, dude, man. In the summer? You, In the summer. And <laughs> hey, he's from Chicago. 110, so. like, bro. Yeah, 110 he got dressed
3: that morning. He was at my place. I was like, what <laughs> <the> <laughs> <show> you sure you want to do this? <laughs> what are you doing? Black guy wearing black pants, black shirt, yeah. black hat. I was like, it's going to be 110 degrees Please. today. Nah, bro, I don't, I don't wear shorts. I was like, I will give you a pair you're of shorts. shorts. Trust me, bro, you're gonna want them. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> One of my chiefs came up because, dude, this the second year I had a lot more backing from the job and stuff. Like they were cool. It I actually caught shit for the first year, but the second year because they saw so you're just
2: you're you're not being a cop. You're being the, yeah. the, the, you're being a person. You're being you, and it, and it's a attra- and it's yep. attracting in a positive way exactly. Yep. So the second year I I had some not backing from the job, but I
3: didn't get any heat for it. And uh, one of my chiefs came up to me and he was like, "Hey, uh, I got your buddy in the back of my car. I, was like, I think he's got to go to the hospital." You know,
1: <laughs> I started to look around. I'm like, "What the fuck is Mike?" And I saw he was sweating like crazy. I seen him like sucking waters, and I'm like, I'm like, bro, you good? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good." And then I lost track of him. Dude, his face. I went over to the car. His face was white. I was like, "Oh my god!" You know, I didn't know that was possible. And I remember like you posting, he's it. like, "Yo, man, we almost lost you today, <laughs> yeah. man. Man, fuck you, Mike. Uh-huh. You know." It, but it was a great event, man. I. I I gotta say, like there were more people that came out the second year. Dude, we had double. It was the hottest in that day of weather. Year. So you, what Put I'm saying yeah. is, think about this: right, year one we get however many. Year two, you get double the amount. Who knows? Year three, year four, year five, whatever. However long this goes on, um, it's gonna get better every single year. But the one thing I loved about it is it wasn't just cops. Yeah, it was you know the community mm-hmm. and police officers coming together. And this is what the world needs, you know what I'm saying? The world needs to see us in this light Mm -hmm. because it's not all, like you said, it's a fraction of the things that get put on the media. It's what's actually going on. And then we have events like this and we have, you know, we're putting things together where we can come together collectively and there's no issues. There's Mm -hmm. no, there's no problems. You know what I'm saying? And I think people need to see that. And, you know, I got to thank Mike for putting those things together and even like getting guys like me involved in it. You know what I'm saying? Like, we don't work in the same, right. Department, yeah, but that know.
3: adds a little bit of unique. That's what makes it unique. Is there's cops from all over the place, there's people from different communities, too. We had people from Canada, Florida, Maryland, yeah, bro, they came everywhere, St. Florida. Louis. It ah, was people from all over the place. But then you had people like we're on Randall's Island and there's soccer fields everywhere, right? There, the people first, just started walking. Coming the first, by the first is... year, there was people that came off the soccer field mm-hmm. that were like, Hey, what's going on? There's people waiting for the next soccer game that had this time slot after us. They're like, Hey, what's going on? You know, can we get in on this? I'm like, Oh, yeah, you know. And What's cool was the the second year there was a ton of cop cars there, so people were able to see that this was a cop event and they were welcome to it and they yeah. were able to be part of it. Yeah, and, and like work alongside you know the cops and the firemen and and everybody working together towards a common goal. So you're in there, you're cheering each other on, you're encouraging each other, and in doing that, you don't even realize that the camaraderie is there. Like people met at the first event for the first time, cops. Garbage man, dude. People from random, so I mean, random so many people from the first, yeah, months. dude. And they still keep in touch, yeah.
1: So it's it's cool, so man. many it friends brings a lot of thing. people together, yeah. So I just want to really thank you for thing. putting that together, dude. Thanks for um, help. Just so, so segueing that into what's next for, know, man. For, for Mike Coonahan I'm not they sure how much time goals. you have on
2: now,
3: uh, 13 and a half. So okay.
1: I got 16. So oh, man. I'm like over the hill, oh, like in ready, you
3: know, easy you 20 and out.
1: I don't know, man. I think that's the plan. Mm -hmm. It doesn't really pay for me to stay any longer. If you think about it, I can, you know, I got a few things on the back end that I can start to work on. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if I want to stay longer than 20 right now. If things stay the way they are, it makes no sense to stay more than 20. My my plan was to stay 25, you know, try to boss up and, Mm -hmm. you know, stay 25. But I don't know. The atmosphere
3: is changing, bro. Yeah, dude. It's
1: like it's I I always say this. uh, It's kind of hard lacing up the boots every day. Yeah. You know, it was I never felt like this before. Yeah. You know, going to work and actually being like, fuck, man, I'm tying these boots up, going back, going out there and dealing with it. You know, especially with like this bail reform and the you know, streets are, yeah. it's it's getting bad out there, bro. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if people are really paying attention to it. You know, it's, it's gotten to a place where like the wolves are starting to circle the pack now. Mm-hmm. Like, you, yeah. people aren't paying attention I saw, he, I saw yeah. an
3: article it was like 90% of the people that get arrested
2: for guns are out like the next day out two or three percent. days yeah it's not, it's less than three days yeah like literally especially, the in, the
1: next bro- especially in the Bronx yeah Yeah, and uh, you know I don't know if people pay attention to statistics but violence is going through the roof mm-hmm. so I don't know if I want to be around that much longer and that's another thing real quick about social media if you
2: look at it in a negative standpoint <clears throat> people do half of this crap just for the clout and for all that yeah. stuff for the likes and everything mm-hmm. and it's cool to do um and again, it's like, if I know I'm going to get out the next day for a CPW or carrying a gun, why would I not? What's yep. You know what I mean? There's no, What's the point? If I can punch a cop in the face
1: and get out in a week. There's okay? no consequences for your no actions. No consequences for your actions, exactly. So now. The and as
2: is- cops, though, so we need to remember that. You can't put it on Uh, It's not It's not us. Mm-hmm. It's You have to remember that it's. The whole system's Exactly. But you have to still be smart as best as you can. And you have to go out there and and, and take care of yourself, man. You can't, and you can't just, and this is the hardest part. And Mike was talking about when he was thinking, like, it comes to a point where your fight or flight, right? Your stomach is connected to your brain. Your brain's connected to your stomach. You have a bad feeling and you got to put cuffs on a guy. You still can't be, because if you're thinking about it, boom, you get hit in the face or something. You just have to make a decision, go with it and learn. Mm -hmm. And that's the hard, that's hard. It's hard right now. Um, but you have to just stick with it, and they it didn't work out this time. This is what I'll do next time. But the best advice, I guess, I would say is right: don't freeze out there. Am oh, I right? Dude. Yeah. I just saw a video. Like, if you're gonna put, cuffs, if I'm going to put cuffs on Mike right now, that's it. I'm not gonna pull back and say, "Oh, I, I fucking up. Go with you it
1: it and, and Once you're committed, bro, you're committed. committed that's yeah. it. That's it. You know. You said you were saying. Yeah.
3: I saw a video. I don't know where it was, dude. This guy walked up to this cop, and he was like, "Cop was like leaning on his bicycle," and the guy walks up, and he's talking to the cop. He's Fucking it gave him them, bro. Knocked him yeah. out cold. And dude, you gotta be like there's people that are doing this shit just for Jeez. videos on the internet. Like that knockout yeah.
2: punch stuff. Like yeah. The
3: one yeah. Dude, it happened to a cop in the five two. Um, I think it was over the summer or maybe last year. And his he was like watching the crowd and his partner was cuffing. A guy. Oh, I saw that. He
2: came out of the
1: oh, yeah, dude, yeah. I, saw the yeah. I was working that day. I was working. Yeah, that,
2: He can't yeah. They got him, but still. Like just still. to say get it what yeah. Yeah,
1: man. It's 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 not a good world for us right now no. but you know the main thing is just to fucking make it home bro make it home that's, that's it, it. <laughs> at the end of the day we all go home that's, that's it, it. Okay. that's it um so we're coming up on an hour you want to go through the end you know the uh closing questions yeah for oh, sure wow. i got
2: one question for mike though before we get to the personal questions oh, God. all right michael here we go you're in the bronx you just became a sergeant mm-hmm. your first roll call ever mm-hmm. okay okay what are you saying to these guys fuck <laughs>
3: We all go home, bro. That's it. (laughs) That's it. I don't care how many fucking summonses you write. You know, if it's a must arrest, it's a must arrest. All right. Don't, you know, the main thing is safety. We all go home. We watch each other's back. If we don't have each other's back in this room,
2: we got nothing. That's it. That would be my main, my main focus. Exactly. And I can see you one of those guys saying, Listen. Just because I wear this, the chevrons, doesn't yeah, mean you can't I come don't. up to me. And I can definitely yeah. totally tell you're a kind of guy like have, that. Like any issues, you know what I mean? Yeah. Personal, I'm not gonna any be riding you out or anything. saying like that or look at you differently. Mm-hmm. And, and that's I think how it should need, be. And I think there's we need leaders like that. You yeah. know,
3: I think there's a little bit more of it now, but I don't know, man. It's shit wasn't like that. It's hit or miss, it. bro. I know. I've I've dealt with some really yeah really there's, there's difficult that make bosses.
1: Super uncomfortable at work. Like shit posts, fucking. If, if there's something shitty they'll find you to you know I remember one time I was, must, uh, was uh, I was was mopping the muster room how the fuck <laughs> yep. did I become a janitor I thought I was a <laughs> cop the, top. One, oh, yeah, the yeah. death sergeant at the time didn't like me man. and I'm fucking just mopping and yep. shit clean, like, the listen, fucking yep. clean the cells clean yeah, the cells I'm like what the fuck is this Dude. but hey man I mean I, I guess it comes with it I got a question though what would you say what would what would you say to 20 year old Mike now mm. damn that's deep bro <laughs>
3: it gets better
0: <laughs>
3: that's a good one it that gets better gets there's better. more to it than you think man everything happens for a reason you know you're dating some fucking re- some idiot right now <laughs> <laughs> it gets better trust it me it gets better yeah um, Take it. You take know, it everything happens for a reason man trust the process have fun trust don't the do process, anything stupid man, I got that shit on my
1: wall bro yep. trust the process don't man. do anything stupid
2: <laughs> that's
3: it think it through think it yep. through
1: oh, alright Frankie get those questions going bro
2: alright let's, let's let's get it one meal to eat every day for the rest of your life, healthy or unhealthy. Healthy I, or unhealthy? Yeah, you could you can it's not gonna affect your body, but it's the same meal every day. Every oh, meal, breakfast, man, lunch, shit. dinner. I don't know. Probably pizza.
1: I oh, oh. Pizza? I like I what kind, pizza, what kind?
2: Oh man. I like uh Spimoni Gardens. Give
3: us the money. Gardens out in, in Brooklyn.
1: I heard about them. Never had it. But <laughs> never, had it. It. No, never had you it. No, never had it. You gotta go. I heard about you it. You
3: gotta good go. Stuff. Dude, me we used to go out there to uh you ever been to the MTA? you ever been to the MTA building? Yeah out in uh, yeah, Brooklyn yeah. it's right around the corner bro okay so we walked there me, me and my old partner, we sat down and killed a large Sicilian pie between the two oh, of us I and then over the meal break over like forty five minutes, dude I wanted to fucking we put throw down some food up. bro oh, shit. It was gross.
2: But yeah that's that pizza legit. Uh, one bite everyone knows the rules. Oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> he hasn't done that one yet I don't I think you can be, do it could be, make there. it happen. Dave, get on that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah Dave, I know you're listening. Yeah. <laughs> um, one wor- one main, same thing as in it's not going to affect your body. Mm-hmm. One main lift and one accessory lift to do every single workout. What are you doing with? Ooh, what are
3: you going with? I want to
1: know what, what, what Mike's thinking on
2: the Main lift probably
3: be deadlifts.
1: Yeah.
3: Uh, accessory lift? Oh, shit. One. I don't know. Maybe a lot of- Maybe like a cable fly for your chest. Oh,
1: ah, okay. Okay. You know, I thought you were going to go it. squat, bro. You got some big squat numbers. Yeah, but I. What's your one right, max? Like six and change, right?
3: The most I've ever squatted was 650. Fucking shit, man. I would, I'll never do it again, bro.
1: Yeah, that's, it it, is, that shit catches up to yeah. you, bro. I don't care what anybody dude. says. I
3: think I was like, that was like five years ago, and I'm still sore from it. <laughs> it's no joke. Dude. Your body will not forget that no. or forgive you for that shit either. Dude, it'll never forgive you. You, you get but out dude, of the bed, you're like, you that's that These guys change. now, dude, it's like they're warming up with that, bro. Yeah. They're swapping yeah. to the thousands. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's crazy. It's, it's different. Insane. So, it's yeah, dude, there's, there's levels to it for sure. In yeah, fact, you know? I hear
1: that.
3: And I'm not on top, <laughs> <laughs> like, not even close. But, dude, I, th- I think that's a big part of it is knowing where you stand on certain things. Oh, to yeah. it. Yeah. You know, yeah. don't let your ego get in the way. Sometimes you got to humble yourself. You gotta, yeah. You, yeah. Listen, if you don't humble
1: yourself, the weight will humble so, you yeah, for exactly. sure. You walk away uh, or you won't walk away. Yeah. <laughs> they'll roll you away. Yeah. yeah. So dude, I don't really figure it out. I've dumped weight before.
3: I've dumped 650. I had, I have it on video, dude. It
1: was fucking Oh Was brutal. that uh, at Melbourne and Barbell? You dumped it, or oh, no. that was the New it was at, club. it was
3: at a New York sports club. I okay. dumped it, and then a week later, I hit it in Malvern. Malvern. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah, I knew it was one of uh-huh. the
1: two, I just couldn't remember yeah. which one it was. Oh, man, it was my good. man's got some serious numbers. What's your best deadline? I don't know,
3: <laughs> I don't know. I just I pulled 585 uh, a couple weeks
1: ago, okay? But I oh, yeah, with that, uh, that was at work, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah,
3: yeah, 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 yeah. I, I mean, if I, I but the thing is, I don't really like train to pull heavyweight, you right? Mean, I just go. Do what I can Go do. The flow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm the if man. I really train for it, I could probably pull into the sixes. I've done it before. Oh, like right, but like,
1: Sumo, sumo, yeah. Even sumo. sumo, that shit is. The technique, easy, has be, technique has technique to be has the has the to be on point. Yeah. it's a different world. You can definitely hurt you ever yourself.
3: Ever see Dan Green sumo pull?
2: Oh, yeah, he's a monster. I guess. Ridiculous, insane.
1: I can only. I can look I at Dan Green
0: when he was
2: eighteen years old compared to what he is now. It's a crazy transformation. Yeah, a lot of guys have some crazy transformations like that.
1: What's the next one,
2: Frankie? Favorite movie. It comes to your mind? Wanted you? Can, you can spit out too. You got like ten seconds. Spit it out. Uh, I like Goodfellas, man. Uh, Ooh, I take I'm that. Big like fan it. of Goodfellas, yeah. bro. Goodfellas, I take uh, that. That's you a ever classic. dig a hole before?
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't the first hole I dug. Um, but yeah, dude. I did. Um, I actually had the opportunity to meet Ray Liotta. It was oh. me and my buddy Rich. Do you know Rich Baker? Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. He was a Marine. He was. A, he. He. I worked with him in a five two, and then he went to uh, narcotics. Yeah, yeah, he's actually out three quarters, and really? um, yeah, he moved down to Florida. Oh shit! Okay. Um, so me and him were on. What the hell is the guy's name? Andy Cohen. Yeah. Uh, Andy he's Cohen. on Bravo. Yeah. Dude, it was me, my boy Rich, Jennifer Lopez, and Ray Liotta. <laughs> the thing, the whole thing is, they're feeding you drinks during the whole show. Oh, so no. Ray got there, and he was shit faced when he got there and me and my buddy Rich were like oh dude we gotta start drinking like this <laughs> we gotta catch up to this guy and they had to keep stopping the show because me Rich and Ray were laughing the entire time bro. <laughs> and he would ke- he would sorry, Ray old is one of my favorite actors dude, too bro he was so funny he was like you guys are real fucking cops <laughs> in the middle of the show. And the guy, the host is like, you, you got to keep stopping the fucking show. Cause you got, it. so we would go back and forth. He said something. I was like, you really are a funny guy. He was like, Aah. it was awesome. We had such that's a good time. Hard. Can we watch it's that somewhere? Is that still out there? I don't know. It's, I forget. It's uh, watch what happens live. I think they might've, they probably edited that part out. Yeah. I don't even think I ever saw it, but yeah.
1: we the guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> that's awesome. Um where we at? Ah. One person to hang out with, dead no, or alive. So Mike, you are now. Who are you who are you hanging out with? Uh oh, dude, I don't know. That's a tough one. I've hung out with some pretty cool people.
3: You know. Um the Fresella brothers have been a huge influence in my life and I've gotten to hang out with them, mm-hmm. which is fucking awesome. Let's go. You know, I got to pick their brain and they've had such an influence on my life and you know, everything I've done. But um I think Tim Grover would be a cool guy to hang out with. He was uh, Michael Jordan's like life coach, Kobe's coach, yeah. Phil Heats coach, mm-hmm. and um, I've, I've had the cool, I've had the opportunity to hear him speak a few times. But, yeah, dude, it's fucking wild. You're like the
1: first guy to pull that out of the hat. Yeah, yeah.
3: Well, yeah. dude, the only reason I've I've met him and been able to hear him is because of like Andy and Sal. Okay, you know, and it's just like wow. Yeah, that's age, but dude. like people, it's all about like your circle, dude, and the people mm-hmm. you hang out with, like. I was able to, to meet and Andy and you know, they brought me in and then I've met so many people outside within their circle and it's like, Holy shit. And you get to see the way all these people think and operate and live. And you're like, all right, I'm doing shit wrong and yeah. this is how I'm going to
1: prove on it. I love that. You said that, man, mm-hmm. you gotta, if you're in the room with the right people, shit starts to make sense. Yeah. And Definitely. I don't think people get that. Mm-hmm. You know, if you, if you hang out with a bunch of shitheads, uh-huh. that's what life's going to be. to stink, bro. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So now Early. you put yourself in the room with the right people. Life starts to change a little bit. I want people to put that into mm-hmm. perspective. Cause I don't think people really get that. So that was a gem right there. Yeah, dude. Yeah, you know?
3: just hanging out with like Andy, dude. It's just just to hear the way he thinks and just the way shit goes down.
1: Mindset is everything, man. Dude, it is everything, bro. I don't just think man- get
3: it. I mean, he's big on like manifesting stuff and visualizing stuff. But you can manifest and visualize all the shit you want to do, but action. You action. don't take action, you don't work for it. You don't do shit. But- that's the thing, dude. I hit a point in my career. And, dude, I'll never fucking forget it. I was on Bedford Road in front of Rocco's Pizza, uh, Bedford Park Boulevard and Webster Avenue. I was in front of Rocco's Pizza. My partner was like, yo, I'm going to go grab a slice real quick in between jobs. You want anything? And I was like, fuck you. He was like, what? <laughs> I was like, I don't want no fucking pizza. I like, go get, go get it, you fucking fat bastard. And he wasn't fat. Dude. I was just breaking his balls. Yeah. But I was like, dude, I've been breaking my fucking balls in the gym forever, however many years. I was like, I'm not getting anything out of it. I was like, this is fucking bullshit. I went on fucking Craigslist and I looked up list listings for like fitness, anything fitness. Mm -hmm. And, um, (laughs) dude, I must've emailed a fucking hundred people and I got one response back and it was this like crazy, like fitness bag company, like a meal prep bag company yeah, and, uh, or a gym bag or something. I don't remember what it was. And they're like, Hey, you know, we, we need a a fitness model to do some photo shoots for our product. You know, you're interested. We'll pay you. (laughs) I was like, pay me for what? I was like, what do I got to do? They're like, just take some pictures.
1: <laughs> Shh, fuck you, sign me up. Yeah.
3: When? Oh, yeah, in like two weeks. They were like, You need time to get ready? I was like, uh, Two weeks is good. I'll be there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, dude, I made, I, you know, it was like a hundred bucks or whatever, but I got, you know, legit photos for free. Mm-hmm. I made a hundred bucks and I got a free bag out of it. You know, so I was like, Yo, there's got to be more opportunities like this out Absolutely. there. Absolutely. And, dude, fucking, shit just started to roll. That's in. how it started. Yeah, you man. know, but it's that shift in your mindset where it's like, Oh, dude, like, there's more to this. There's more to just answering 30 40 fucking jobs a day Mm. you know and um the thing is to start it before you retire
1: yeah get that ball rolling early i'm glad you said that get that ball rolling early guys don't in year 18 right you shouldn't be thinking about you know year 20 you're going to be setting up something because it ain't going to happen Mm -hmm. get it started long before that way you have a contingency plan that you know that shit doesn't work you got something else behind that you got to build on things man you can't just doing shit last minute never works out yeah never works out
3: the thing is there's a time limit on what I'm doing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. I'm gonna have to pivot
2: again, you know, later on down the road and try mm-hmm. to figure out what's next. And that's what when you're talking about who you're hanging out with. Are you hanging out with the guys on the bar stool? that when you get off the job, you're still talking about the job mm-hmm. and then when you get home you wake up, you go right to the job, you never or are you hanging out with the guys on the platform yeah, or the yeah. bench and just mm-hmm. trying to fight through that, that stuff. Yep. And it's a completely different world because a lot yep. of guys to force the uniform right? off is over. Four yeah, to fours, I, I they go interview. there, and you never. Yeah. You, when you go out drinking with the guys, what do you talk about? Mm-hmm. The job, making fun of people, and it never leaves you. And yeah. that's how it becomes sucked yeah, in. I did an
3: interview, bro, and people, somebody, whoever it was, asked me, they're like, "How do you have time to do what you do?" And I was like, "That's one of the most uh, popular questions I get from coworkers." But the thing is, the same people that are asking me that question are the same people that are belly up to a bar every day after work. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it's like, well, I don't go to a bar after work. I don't drink. Like every once in a while, I will drink. You know. But like, I almost got sucked into that four to 12 life, that four to four life where mm-hmm. it's like, all right, this is getting a little out of hand now. Like Slippery I, c- slope you were talking I can't about. do this anymore. Like this is, you have to make that conscious decision and be like, all right, well, do I want to do this or do I want to do this? You know, belly up to a bar three, four five nights a week isn't conducive to my lifestyle that I really want to, you know, pursue. So from that point on, I was like, fuck this shit. Like, I don't have to hang out with these guys. after have to work anymore. Like, yeah, the camaraderie is important, but my life and. Improving my life outside of here is more. That's a hard decision to make. It's It's very hard. Guys are afraid to be get judged. Yeah, and dude, the thing is, you're getting fucking judged regardless. You're getting no matter what you do, especially if it's something to improve yourself, you're gonna get judged upon.
1: You know,
3: that's that's the reality of it. I hope
1: you guys are listening, man. Uh, Mike's been dropping some fucking gems today, so uh, I I think this episode's gonna do well. Last question. Last question. We got one more. Yeah. All right, Mike. This is The best one.
2: Damn. I always ask people if you come to New York. We're in New York. All right. (laughs) We walk outside. All right. And we go in the back of the gym. Sounds creepy. Lift up a tarp. It's a time machine. Anywhere in the in anywhere in the past, future. It could be ten years ago. It could be twenty years ago. Dude, it could be five hundred years ago. It could be American Revolution. It could be two thousand and fifty six. Where's Mikey going and why? Mm. Man, I don't know, dude. Kind of like, what though? Yeah,
3: that was, that wasn't expected. That I wasn't expecting that one. That came out of left field. Um, I'm not sure, man. I
2: think to fight the revolution would be cool. As Mikey, oh, now shoot. to go the American Revolution, right? Fight the American Revolution, like he the Patriot. You Patriot would be, head you head head would be head the, you would be like the like Mel Gibson. Head. They would take Mel dude. Gibson. Dude. You'd be the Mel Gibson. Fuck so yeah, so awesome. You
3: Keith know, Ledger. Just like the right pride, the pride and country and. You know, fighting for something, everybody was on the same page, dude. Didn't matter what fucking color you were. Right, exactly. You know, anything. Another time would be September twelfth, mm. two thousand one. Yep. One thousand percent. You know, we were united. It's it was a the ho- September eleventh was a horrible horrible day. You know, it's the reason I became a cop, really. Damn um yeah. But dude, September twelfth, two thousand one, everybody's on the same fucking page. Didn't matter what color you are. Race, religion, gender—we were all united as Americans, and uh, that's something that's lacking today for sure. Damn,
2: bro, that's fucking great answer. And on that note, beautiful, amen. Well, all right, man. You guys, thank you very much for listening. You know where to find me at reps underscore four underscore responders. My name is Frank, and kick it over to the to Jay. Where
1: can they find you at, buddy? Well, uh, you know, Instagram, the real jump man Jay, and Mike. Where can they find you?
3: Uh, Instagram, no donuts here.
1: Yes, sir. So, listen, we want to thank you guys for tuning in uh, this week. Uh, If you can, leave a uh, comment, right, and a rating, and subscribe also. Uh, Like, once again, I always say this I appreciate you guys. Mike, thanks for coming out, brother. I appreciate you. Guys, thank you so much, man. Thank you. Appreciate it, guys. It's an honor. And we are out.